You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. Christine, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the Purpose Driven Show. Um, You know, we're excited. This is going to be a fun show. We're going to be talking about a lot of purpose. And I look for people all over to what, what are people doing after being in leadership for over 20 years. I find purpose driven people and you're one of them. So I wanted to jump. Yeah, so welcome. Thank you so much. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say your name, and if I slaughter it, and I'm gonna call you Christine Ming Ming, uh, re- Camp last part. Garner. Garner. See, I already. Garner. Yeah, Christine Ming Ming Garner. You know, but that's just me. I'm gonna be okay. You know what? You call me Ming Ming. Okay, Ming Ming. Ming. We're gonna. This is exciting. And you know, the listeners as they're listening. Why don't you kind of fill us in what you're doing, and then we're just going to get to work and have fun. So tell us a little about your background, who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay, great. Thank you. So I have started this endeavor where I am radiating hope and empowerment through um, a business that I've started. It's called Envision Your Purpose, where I host these amazing uh, purpose-empowered vision board workshops with groups of dedicated individuals who are willing and desiring to work hard to live a life of fulfillment. And I also host a group accountability coaching where I help them to stay true to living their purpose. Oh, wow. So, you know, is this, this just for what women and men? Does it matter? Or is it- men and women. Doesn't matter. Oh, yep. You just got to be willing to work work and be accountable right that's right yeah i love it and now tell the listeners a little bit go a little ways back on you you have an amazing story from just really struggling to just success i call it when i teach speaking uh the messy point turning point and success like what happened tell us a little about how you got where you got because a lot of times when i've coached people in the past they'll come in and say i'm just against the wall and I'll say, well, hey, I was just, I was this short bus kid that couldn't read and write, and I'm here. You know, this is what my never give up journey's been. What was your never give up journey through all this? How did you get where you're at? Well, you know, I will start with uh, back when I, when my, my childhood, my messy point. Um, my mom uh, met a man who proclaimed to be a prophet of God, hmm. and he prophesied that anybody who was living on the West Coast was going to die, like doomsday was coming. And um, so he said there's going to be a large earthquake and, you know, anybody on the West Coast was going to go first, but eventually everybody was going to die. And if you loved your family, you needed to get up and go. And so she took me and my siblings there was six of us. My oldest would not come, but um, so she took five of us and she moved us to Pocatello, Idaho. 
she followed the prophet there because he believed that uh, that's where a safe haven was. And there was a triangle of, of land um, that was about, I don't know, 100 miles radius um, where it was safe. Wow. And so dozens of families followed him. And I was seven years old. So I really didn't know what to make of it at the time, but it was really difficult because I had friends who I never got to say goodbye to, had family who I never got to say goodbye to because it was so abrupt. And um, the prophet told my mom that anybody who didn't believe in what he was teaching, that they had to leave, they couldn't stay. So that means my dad had to leave and my brothers did too. So it just left me um, and my little sister who was three at the time. Wow. So how, how long were you there? Till I was 17. Wow. So that was a long time. And you, <clears throat> did you leave on your own or escape or what, how did you get out of it? Yeah, go ahead. No, I'll pause. Sorry. Jonas, mama's on the pause. Sorry about that. No worries. I have kids. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so we'll just pick up there. Um, so how, how you were, you were in this till you're 17. Did you, did you leave or did you get away? How did you get out? Yeah, I left. And the way that I left was because, well, you know, you start having your doubts because they, you know, he gave, he gave us dates on when doomsday was coming and then that date would come and then it would go. And then he would say, it's because you were so diligent in following me and praying. And now God has extended your time here on earth but we need to continue to be diligent and pray and you need to continue to follow me. And so as a child, even I was just like, Whoa, you know, this is, this is so weird, you know? And, and it was really scary to me and sad. And I just, I was living a lifeless life because they had told me that, you know, don't, don't worry about your future because you're going to die at a young age. You're never going to, graduate from high school or college you're never going to get married or have a family and you're never going to have a career so you know your education doesn't even matter so don't worry about any of those things so anyways at the age of uh, about uh, when i was 16 and i was a junior in high school um they gave me a fafsa form right in school and they're like hey you got to prepare for college and such and that time i had never planned for that. I never thought that I would make it to even be 16, you know? And so when I brought home that FAFSA form, my mom said, why, why are you bringing this to me? And I said, mom, I want to go to college. She said, well, most likely you're going to die soon, you know? So why should I fill out this form? This is a waste of my time. And I said, you know, mom, maybe I will die tomorrow. Maybe the end of the world will come, but you know, I have to plan for my future just in case. And so for me, planning is such an exhilarating and therapeutic experience because as a child, they taught me not to do that. You know, I, I was living in despair and I had no plans for my life. So that was the beginning of my exit. Wow. So after, after you left and did you, you left on your own and went to your dad's or where, where did you, how did you get out of there? And did you go so, right to college or? 
You know, I uh, made a really great friend in my junior year of high school. We had been friends for a long time, but um, we became closer friends. And one day in home ec class, she just, we were just talking and somehow the topic of religion came up and she said, she called God Heavenly Father. She like literally said the words Heavenly Father. And I was like, Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) And and I said, who are you talking about? And she's like, God. And I said, oh my gosh, like you call him Heavenly Father? Like you're insane. He's going to smite you, you know? And because for me, when I thought about God, it was very fear ridden. Mm-hmm. I was super scared because every time I thought about God, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope he's not coming anytime soon because I don't want to die, you know, because that was my first thought every time I thought of God was death and destruction and the rapture. And, but that opened up my mind and my heart to so many possibilities that, you know what, maybe what I was taught wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I started questioning what it is that I was programmed with and as a child. And the, the day that I told my mom, mom, I, I don't believe this anymore. She actually kicked me out. She, you know, you know, she said, you're no longer my daughter. You need to get out. Ouch. And that's when I called my friend who had called God, heavenly father. And I said, Brittany, I don't know where to go. And she was actually living in California at the time, but she said, you know what? I'm going to call my mom and you can come and live with us. So I went to live with my best friend's mom. And, and, and wow. So that yeah. was the turning point. And yeah. after all this, and you know, and it's interesting, I want people to understand is this is something that a lot of people don't know, the, like Waco, Texas, and the things, those experiences that you if you've never been in it to understand, to have that empathy or sympathy, um, you don't really know the brainwashing that goes into it. Like, like you said, the fear driven concept of, Hey, don't need to live. And a lot of times in, in coaching and helping people find purpose, it's really taking those belief systems and turning them upside down. So there's a concept I usually teach. It's called the belief window. So if you imagine a window how I see the world is what I believe. So if I've been told I'm fat, I'm fat, you're never going to be anything from a young kid. Uh, it's so damaging from a young kid's point of view. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally and, is. Yes. And, I lived that. Yeah. And you, and that's why I'm bringing this concept is it, but you turned it. And this is why I want people to see the power of, of what you've turned. Now we're going to get into the fun, successful part of your life because you went <laughs> through the messy point and you turn it into something successful, even though how painful that's been. And, and there's probably been some dark moments. I mean, you talked about Brene Brown earlier, you know, yeah. showing that vulnerability because it, it, it's so moving because purpose driven is to share that pain. So people know uh, they're getting truly coached or led by somebody that knows what it means to be in pain. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Victor Frankl. Are you, are you familiar? You're a big fan oh, of yeah. Yes. So logotherapy, he said, you know, to find, to find freedom or meaning in adversity. You know, he said, how do I find meaning in it? Because most people that went through what you went through, they, they would have, you know, how do I find meaning in that? So let's get to that because you, you've turned this into meaning and you're helping tons of people. So I, let, let's jump over to, I just want to really plug in 
let's talk about what you're doing now after all that messy stuff. And I, I just give it off to you because I, I could never know what that would feel like to get my childhood taken away like that. Because you, you lived in fear. <clears throat> you now have struggled throughout your life a little bit of ups and downs emotionally, right? Oh, absolutely. So tell us a little about that because I know a lot of people, they get so scared. So I've struggled with an anxiety constantly. Mm -hmm. been part of it being a short bus kid you know struggling with reading and writing mm -hmm. uh, I, I use that funny because I was the short <laughs> bus kid. and and I just finished my book finally and I'm so excited it's it's about my journey of being that kid um, but there's a lot of pain in it and that's what I want you to talk about it because because for me people will never understand what it means to be ADD because depression comes with it ADD comes um, also anxiety comes with it so when you wake up some days and you just don't know how to explain it, it's just this big, heavy feeling right here. And you're, it's like depression. It's a big, heavy feeling here. And you just don't know why you're feeling that way. Um, how, how did you overcome that? Cause that's where, or how do you manage it? I shouldn't say overcome cause I've never overcame my disability. It's still there. <laughs> um, how do you overcome it every day? What do you do? You know, it's a really great question. I guess I'm, I'm going to kind of rewind back to after I left because that was definitely some of the darkest, hardest parts of my life. Yeah. Because when I left and my mom disowned me and I, my dad wasn't a part of my life because he had been like basically excommunicated as you would say from the group. And so when I lost her in my life, she she didn't talk to me for over five years. And we lived, we lived in like within 10 miles of each other, but she didn't even know where I lived for all those years. And she, I don't know, they, there were just so many times when I'd wake up shaking in the middle of the night from a horrible nightmare of my past. And I'd wake up and I just wish that my mom was still a part of my life, even though that was so deeply embedded, like, like the cults that I was raised in. And she was so much a part of that, but at the same time, she was a part of me. And so losing her was really hard. And I did go through bouts of depression and, um, you know, what's given me a lot of purpose in my life is knowing that there is so much good in the world. And I've always used a coping mechanism of positivity. And it's, it's really in my nature to be really positive. And I'm really grateful because I really do feel like I was born with it, you know? Like I can't even remove that part from who I am. But that has always guided me through. And also I married an incredible man. Right. Like he is my rock. It's incredible how on the days when I was hurting so bad from um feeling like I was dead to my mom and he would just just love me and show me how much he loved me and I think that really, like him being there for me, no matter what, 
really helped me get through um, those darkest times in my life. And then, you know, we were married for five years um, during that time that my mom was out of my life. And um, we actually started our own family. And that gave me so much purpose. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to create the life that I've always wanted with my own family. And I'm going to do it different. And, and see, and this is the turning point is you have put purpose in your life. And it's cool what you said in grain. And this is a, a internal principle is sometimes the emotional resilience, which you just have naturally going through such a hard time that you emotionally snap, snap back and start creating purpose and from your family. And now you're helping people find purpose. And so let's jump to the fun part. What are you doing now through all this messy part? We just talked about all the messy and your turning point of a beautiful family. Cause I, I'm like you, I just sit in, in awe of my beautiful family I have. Cause <clears throat> I remember days when I was uh, a teenager and, and flunking out of college six times and saying, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. So I have a master's that's sitting right there and behind me, if you're listening, you can't see it, but behind me in my room here but I I did make it I I with a lot of and that's my turning point is that I I was I was just persistent right well congratulations I think my mom taught me stubbornness right and and my my (laughs) wife is uh she's taught me how to be you know like you are beautiful people when we marry somebody that's higher and and just pulls us up right oh Um, it's incredible support in your life and a lot of people say, hey, that's, that's, you shouldn't have to, no, I mean, it's, it, what they do is they give us energy. They're not, we're, you know, we're not saying we're incomplete. It's just, it, it's just like, a, it's amazing. I don't know how to explain it, but, but the big thing I want to start going into is you took all this messiness and you made something great. Tell me what you do with people right now. Um, yeah. What do you take them through with, with your workshops? Yeah. So And if it's okay, I'd like to actually maybe give it just a tiny bit of background prior to this because um, I want to talk about purpose Mm -hmm. and why it is that I started this. So um, my husband and I actually own a wildly successful now um, commercial security company. So we help businesses protect their assets. Anyhow, so while we were going through it, it was really, really difficult, especially the first three years. I mean, we were, we were on the verge of divorce at times, but um, we made it through and the business has been extremely successful. And, but what helped me turn it into a success was becoming very clear with what it is that I wanted in my life. And so this was about eight years ago when I started vision boarding So basically creating uh, an empowerment tool that I can look at every single day that helps me to stay focused, to say yes to the things that I've committed to doing, but saying no to the things that are of low priority or of no value to me. And so I started that journey. And then back in 2018, I looked back at my year because I create a new vision board every single year. And sometimes I'll create one um, every six months, just depending on on how, how it's going. But, um, in 2018, I looked back and I was like, oh my gosh, I've, you know, uh, we've exceeded the revenue goals. We have just created this incredible business and our family is so solid. 
And um, like, what is it that fuels me? Right? Like, if I could be doing anything right now, like, and money wasn't an issue and time wasn't an issue, what is it that I would be doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, I would want to teach people how to do, how to make their own empowerment tool, how to make their own vision boards. But at that time I was like, eh, it's not the right time in my life. You know, I've got a newborn and, and this, that, and the other. And so I put that off. And then all throughout 2019, I was like, oh my gosh, 2020 is such a monumental year. I cannot let this pass by. I cannot let this year pass by without making my dream come true. Okay. So um, <laughs> one day I came home from this, um, this meeting and where these ladies were helping me, they were volunteering to make this huge dinner for like a group of 50 people. And they were talking about how they were like, I don't even know what my purpose is anymore. And these ladies were like in their 60s and 70s, right? And I just looked at them and I just wanted to give them hugs and just like squeeze them and say, you know what? You're living your purpose. You're out serving and you're volunteering and you're uplifting. And I love being around you. Like, I can't believe you're not giving yourself more credit for the life that you're already living. And I looked at myself and I thought, oh my gosh, I thought that this was an issue that happened like among people that were younger, like me, you know, like, like they're not giving themselves enough credit. But I was like, oh my gosh, this could, this could last, you know, maybe a lot of people live like this till they're in their older age and they're still not giving themselves credit for the life they're living. So I came home that day and I said, Sean, I'm not going to postpone my dream for one more day. And he looked at me and he said, go live your dream. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? That was the worst cheerleading ever. What is that all about? And he goes, Christine, you just talk about this so much. Go do it. That I don't know what else to say. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm one of those people. You know, I'm, I could be one of those people that could just take my dream to the grave. And I was like, you're right. I'm not going to do that. So I got a book that talked about, uh, that taught me how to, launch a business in six weeks and I launched it in six weeks. And, uh, basically the, the vision board workshops is it's an eight hour workshop where the first five hours is really deep diving into self-discovery. So it's working on your life instead of just in your life. So this is something that I learned from one of my business coaches, um, super transformational business coach, but he talked about Christine, if you really want to, improve your life and improve your business, you got to start working on the business instead of just working in the business. Amen. And so I started applying that not to just my business, but to my life. And that's what this vision board workshop is, is it's working on your life. So we go, we deep dive into, you know, who they are, where they are in their life, in the 10 areas of their life. And we go through um, overcoming limiting beliefs. We go through like programming, literally like programming your brain through neuroplasticity to overcome those limiting beliefs. And every time it comes in, you know, like 
you're going to hit it right back with this, you know? And so we do that training and then we go through, you know, Hey, what do you, what do you want your life to look like five years from now? Money and time wasn't an issue. What would your life look like? And then we go through, um, dreamscaping where we, where we write down all the things that we want to be, all the things we want to do, all the things we want to have. And then we filter all of those dreams through these questions that help us to identify what it is that we need to, to work on in the next 12 months so that we're on that right trajectory and that we are living a life of fulfillment. And it actually all starts with your purpose. So you put your purpose on paper because truly how many people can actually put their purpose on paper? If I were to put a piece of paper and a pencil in front of them and say, you have five minutes to write down your purpose, they'd have a really difficult time. And I've been in that position. But once I actually could do that and I knew what my purpose was, oh my gosh, my life has been so fulfilling and so incredible. And I am so grateful. Well, let's, I love this because this is, you use a common sense approach when it comes to business, working on your life and not in it. And a lot of times in business, so, you know, you have a successful business and being an executive or owner of a business, we get into that, like you mentioned prior to that, uh, the first three years were tough, right? Oh, oh, yeah, so yeah. Tough. <laughs> we, we've been there. Me and my wife were in that same boat. We almost sold the business by the fourth year when she got pregnant. She's like, I'm done. I can't do this. And, and so, um, you know, what a lot of people don't understand that concept. And I love that you took a business concept and made it into a, a, a purpose driven concept because people let's dive into that a little bit more. Um, cause I'm loving what you're sharing with them. Tell them what it means to work on your life, not in it. Because a lot of people don't understand that concept. I, when you said it, I'm like, oh, I love this because <laughs> we, we use that a lot in business. Like, hey, don't, let, don't work in your business, work on it, and it'll become more successful, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, How's, like, you I'll give you an life? example of, of uh, working on your business instead of just in your business and then we can relate it back to yeah, yeah. everyday life. But basically it, one of the reasons why I was failing in my business is because all I was doing was sales and marketing, but I wasn't actually like creating the operations manual so that my business had a structure and a system to fall upon. Nice. You know, it's like a franchise model, right? You, mm -hmm. I mean, Chick-fil-A, my gosh, one of the most successful trans uh, franchises in the world. They operate the same way anywhere you go. It's because they have this in incredible system in place, right? So it's the same with your life. You have to have a system in place to where you can rely on, especially let's say in, in times when you're going through depression, um, anxiety, and uh crazy chaos like COVID, you know, where your whole life can be uprooted. But if you have a system, for example, like the systems that I have in my life, every Sunday, I sit down for at least an hour and I plan out my entire week, you know, what my personal um, goals are for that week and my business goals are for that week and what I'm going to be doing each day. And I have morning rituals and I have afternoon rituals and I have evening rituals and I plan out um, you know, I'm going to plan out like my health goals, uh, you know, what I'm going to be doing for my fitness and what I'm going to be eating and the times that I'm going to be sleeping. And then also I do a wheel of life assessment every week where I scale myself or I rank myself on a scale of one to 10 in 10 different areas of my life. 
like how things are going with me and my spouse, how my finances are doing, how I'm doing with taking care of my home and my office and my vehicle and, and how I'm doing with my relationships with my kids. So there's 10 areas of your life. And so I look at my life like in an aerial view and I do that every single week. And what that helps me do is say, Christine, how well did you do this week? And if you didn't do great, like what do we need to do next week? What do we need to build into the rituals or maybe tweak them a little bit so that next week when we're looking at this, you're like really close to tens or if you're at all tens, you know? So I have those structures in place and that's, that's truly working on your life and not just in your life. And, and every single night before I go to bed and my kids, <laughs> it drives them kind of crazy because they're always like, mom, please hurry up and read me this book, read me this book. And cause we read books together at night. But before we do that, I actually have to plan out my day. So they'll be like, hurry mom, hurry, plan out your day. And then we're going to read our books. And so they just know that's part of my evening ritual. And that's part of me working on my life. And yeah. not just in my life, because, you know, you have, if you got 16 waking hours, you're probably going to be, you know, working in your life all 16 hours. If you don't take back a little bit of time to plan out your day in advance. So let's say even if you took 15 minutes, you know, that's working on your day yep. or on your life. And so, I love it because it, how much freedom has it given you? <laughs> oh, it's incredible, especially from, especially from the life that I've lived in the past. So, um, I'm really grateful to say that, um, I live an amazingly fulfilling life. I do what I do because I want to do it, not because I have to do it, mm -hmm. you know? And if I wanted to pick up and go somewhere for a month, like go see my family in Vietnam for a month. If the quarantine was, you know, not in place, I would go and I could go and I wouldn't be concerned about time or money, you know, because I've built these structures in my life to support the lifestyle that I really want to live. I love it. Now, a lot of people listening, they might say, well, Christina, this is, I can't, it's too hard. I, I've heard that a lot as a coach or executive coach is that a lot of times when I'd run my masterminds, they'd say, well, you know, it sounds good. I'm just not a routine person. I can't keep, I, I start out, I'm consistent for a week or maybe two. And then I start eating cheesecake again, you know, if I'm trying to lose weight. Yeah. So it's just too hard, Christina. So tell me what your, your weekly groups, your accountability, how does that help people uh, dial in their purpose? Because as human beings, don't, do you think we need accountability? <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> I definitely do. And I can't speak for everybody, but I personally believe that high performance yes. does require a high level of accountability. I mean, the best athletes, the best motivational speakers, the best business people, trust me, they have accountability coaches. So I guess it just really depends on the level of fulfillment that you want to achieve. But for me, I mean, I know the sky's the limit for me, but I also know that I need accountability. I have accountability coaches for that reason. So. No, I agree. Accountability is one thing I've learned as a coach. I used to say all the time, every coach needs a coach, right? Oh, totally. Every business, no, every business owner needs a mentor. So it's, it's, it's the same thing. And 
in our business, scaling it up. And I love what you're saying. This, this speaks truly to my heart as a business owner. And as a, as a, as a, I call it as a, as a father entrepreneur, because you know, houses are, are businesses, right? Yeah. With love, right? Lots of love. And so the big thing is, is what I love is the system. So same here, we went from a very small, barely making profits to, um, I think now we just hit over 10 million this year. And, and it was because of the system, the system, you can't go from zero to seven figures if you don't have a system, just like you you use Chick-fil-A. Uh, beautiful. We use what's called EOS. It's made off the book called Good to Great, Jim Collins. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we prescribed to it. And it wasn't until we, me and my business partner said, we're going to bring a consultant in and they're going to teach us how to work on the business, not in it, right? And yeah. and it was amazing that by the second quarter, it's it's we've been with them for about a year. So see the growth in, in a very short amount of time. But it was getting all the people and, and a house is no different. I love what you're saying in the personal life is you have to get all the arrows moving in the right direction. So like if a house is divided emotionally and financially finance, you know, I did a lot of couple coaching. The greatest thing they would argue about is finances. And oh, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> that, that's the divorces, we right? Been there a time or two. We have two. And, and to now look back and say, we just had to get a system in place. And I think as people, and I love your vision boards, I think what you're doing is so needed on a corporate level. I think all executives need your program. Amen. Because, because what I do, and the reason I started this, Christine, I want to give you insight. I, I met with uh, Kevin Kevin Har- or Harrington. He was the first shark guy that once yeah. on TV interviewed me. And I got to meet so cool. And we talked about it. I says, Kevin, you know, you're, you're a high performer. I mean, this guy sold billions of dollars in info commercials. And I says, when you hit walls as a high performer, um, all of them struggle emotionally. We're all human beings, right? And my belief as a person is what you're saying is so on spot. I love where you're coming from, from all the stuff you've been through. You're teaching things that most business owners don't even understand until they're in, we're in our fifties, right? And we made all the mistakes there is. So so drive us home. Uh, tell us, I, I'm so excited. I think, and I hope people are listening. I think you can help a lot of people, not just startup businesses. You can help executives get their crap together. <laughs> a lot of times executives are running around with their heads cut off and they're not sh- quite sure. Cause here's my belief. If you're running a, a multi-level like million dollar company or 10 employees or more, what Christina is going to drive home for it is you got to get your purpose in place. If you're mm-hmm. a leader, and the, there's a good book. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's called the motiv- the Mo- motivation. It's uh, motivation. Yeah, the motivation, and it's all about don't become a leader if you're not ready to serve. Does that make sense? I love that. Yeah, because if you're not, and it's a cool book, and it really just tests you. Don't if you want to be a leader or because if you own a business, you're a leader. Yeah. You're leading people, and uh, there's leading and management. There's two different things that we call it LMA in our system. Is you got to lead and manage. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times, uh, homes are the same way, right? So you mm-hmm. have a visionary in the home and you have an integrator. So my wife is the integrator in the home and I'm the visionary, right? Oh, I love that. And my brother's my business partner, by the way. He's, I'm Walt Disney. He's Roy. So cool. So that's how we see it. And then I use colors, personality styles, and I just love what you're doing. So 
what I want to drive home is tell us, tell how people getting get involved with you because it's so needed. How can they find you? Where can they reach you and all that stuff? So I have a website. It's mingming.com. Okay. So it's M-I-N-H dash M-I-N-H dot com. And there you're going to be able to find my workshop. Okay. And I'm currently teaching them just quarterly because that's what's singing to my heart. And, um, and I love, I love the quarterly model because for me, I have my life also planned out in quarters. Although I have an, a, a yearly um, vision board, I know that, you know what, like my goal number one and two is, is for, I'm going to really uh, try my best to achieve those in the first quarter. And then like the second quarter, I'm going to work on these goals, you know? So um, I think it's really important that people do a reset every, at least every quarter so that they can know how far they've come and, and what they need to do to hit that next milestone. Awesome. So I'm teaching them quarterly and you can find me at mingming.com awesome. and also Facebook. Um, Facebook. I know that not everybody is going to want to, or maybe even be able to attend my, um, my in-person workshops. And so I'm actually creating an online course where Perfect. people are going to be able to do that from the comfort of their own home, no matter where they live. Cause I really, I know that this is going to hit international. It's just a matter of time, you know, and work, but um, there's that. And then also, um, I, I want to be able to bring value to people's lives, whether or not they ever take a course from me or a workshop or accountability coaching. And so I'm currently um, providing daily inspiration and guidance for people on Facebook. So you can find me at Christine Ming Ming Garner. And I love it. Uh, and so they can find you. Tell us, um, as we sum up the show here and, and go out, um, what are couple things you want to leave with people with everything going on with Kova because you're purpose driven. So tell us what you would tell our listeners. What, what, what can they do to keep purpose driven? What can they do with their purpose board or any exercises you want to leave with them? Yeah. So because I was raised in fear, I'm very passionate about helping people overcome their fears. And, you know, that could also be known as, you know, their limiting beliefs. Um, but I just want to remind people that fear definitely plays its role in keeping us alive, but it also plays a huge role in paralyzing us from, from living our dreams. And so I want to remind you that if you're living in fear, and, and, and truly it's so easy to do right now because of everything that's going on and all the uncertainty. Um, what I had to do in order to overcome my fear, because I felt like I was living chapter two of my childhood when COVID hit and the quarantine and, and everything. And, and that's actually what really helped me to realize that my true value is to share my story with other people so that they know that they can overcome their fear to live a life of fulfillment, no matter who they are or where they've come from. And so I would say really dig deep put your purpose on paper. And actually I will share a link um, on the show notes for you um, where I give people uh, just a free PDF on uh, it, the answer five questions and it helps uh, to guide you to be able to write your purpose down on paper. And so I really encourage you to do that because once you've identified your purpose, it will truly empower you to break through the fear 
to break through your limiting beliefs and it'll guide you to living a purposeful, joyful, fulfilling life. So that's what I want to tell you. If, well, I'm excited about this. If you heard this, Christina Ming Ming and last part, I, I'm, I'm going to slaughter Garner. 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 Yeah, it is. like my wife, she hyphened her Spanish name. <laughs> so Ming Ming, the biggest thing, and um, I'm just so grateful for you being on the show and thank you for what you're doing out there. You're truly purpose-driven. This is what I define as a purpose-driven person. And um, this is what I try to teach across to all executives is first be purpose-driven before you can drive others, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we got to start with why. So thank you for what you do. And and we're going to have you back on the show. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you want to get a hold of her, go to Christina's information on her website. Get her download. We'll put it in the show notes. And always remember, as you continue to do what you're doing out there, don't give up on yourself. Continue to drive your purpose. And remember, in those four areas I always teach is communication, connection, uh, collaboration, and continue to push those areas. And if you have any questions, let us know what we can do. Continue to be purpose-driven out there. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I would love to give you a free gift to download, but you can also email me at purposedrivenperson at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember, guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.